two, two, two. If you think it might be poison, then you don't know what to do. Call one eight hundred two 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 one two two two. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe ninety seven point seven. It's time for the First National Bank Lead Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Let's go. It's BC. It's Beck Haynes. It's John Tabor running the board. It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Dog 97.7. We're your home for Louisiana Tech Athletics for the next 90 minutes. Certainly appreciate you joining us on this frigid Tuesday night here in Ruston, Louisiana, by week back. Nice to have you back in the building. <clears throat> yep, glad to be here, Ben. Surprising myself week to week, you know. Just keep coming back. Can't get enough of it. Right. Also, some big things happening. Dude, there is a lot going on, you know. I sat down to start prepping for the show. I guess it was Friday night. You yeah, know. me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure you've really been looking at it. You know, first off, let's go ahead thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen, Ideal Portable Buildings, Acme Glass, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. As always, you can call us. You can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. And, Beck, you know, you get to this portion of the year, you know, you're mid-January, mid to late January, you don't necessarily have a ton to talk about, you know, on the court, you know, on the field when it comes to football, basketball. Obviously, Dunkin' Dogs, Lady Texters are getting into the middle of their conference play. But come today... Uh, I believe it's about 2 p.m. We break the news. Uh, Skip Holtz has hired his new defensive coordinator, David Blackwell. Um, you know, David Blackwell. You, you who was David Blackwell? I, I think was the the big reaction. I had to hit the Google myself, Ben. Yeah. Let me just let me just preface this by saying, I think actually going to tech sporting games is it like number three on your list of your favorite things between recruiting and and new coaching hires oh, nothing mean, gets you fired up more <laughs> than that without it i think breaking new coaching hires is my favorite yeah if i if i could tell you guys how many times <laughs> i saw let's go today in our group I'm so message amped up. i mean all day long so bc lives for this stuff he works hard to break the news can't tell you his secrets but man he gets it done well, well let's be honest you that's got, the only nice thing i'm gonna say about you all night yeah well that's fine but you got four coaching openings at louisiana tech for the second consecutive year and and i'm not gonna sit here and lie it, it's been pretty tough throughout the process but we catch wind of it you know early this afternoon david blackwell on campus here in ruston gonna be the new defensive coordinator at louisiana tech and and, and like you said we, we crank up the google machine we start trying to figure out who is David Blackwell? Uh, what what are some of the ties that he might have to the Louisiana Tech coaching staff? And really, to be quite honest with you, he doesn't have any ties. You know, he hasn't come across uh, any of the Louisiana Tech assistants. He hasn't come across Skip Holtz, but one time uh, throughout Holtz's coaching career. We'll get to that here in a second. But just to touch on David Blackwell, um, 
spent the 2019 season at Old Dominion as the defensive coordinator there, was at East Carolina in 2018, and prior to East Carolina, he was a defensive coordinator at Jacksonville State for four years from 2014 to 2017. So he's definitely had some experience as a defensive coordinator, was at South Florida 2009, uh, was at Fordham from 2010 to 2013. So been a defensive coordinator for quite some time, uh, going all the way back to 2009. So let's go ahead, jump right back to the Fairway Carts hotline. It's been a while. Hadn't heard from old Robbie and Chalmette. Was was beginning to wonder about our old pal. Robbie, what you got for us tonight? Hey, what's up? This is Robbie Chalmette. Hey, I just want to chime in. Are you guys talking about Blackwell? Back when I was setting up there in the Northeast, I remember him at Fordham. We called him the Black Widow because he would lure those offenses in and then he would kill them just like the Black Widows do to the male counterparts. And that's what Blackwell and Skipper are going to do to the rest of Conference USA. I know North Texas and South Alabama and all these people, they think they're going to come with it. We're coming with it. It's going to be seven in a row. And it ain't going to be no Independence Bowl this year, boys. We're going big. We're going Dallas. Or we're going to Boca Raton. Somewhere like that. And I'm going undefeated. And I'm taking all the books' money. Oh, man. I'm not going to fall for it this time, Robbie. I appreciate the call. South Alabama is the USA. I mean, I'm just so conflicted because, you know, you and I are over here Googling the coach and, and, and Robbie, Robbie knows Robbie him. knows everything about him. He, Robbie doesn't know who we're playing next year, but he knows everything <laughs> about the new defensive coordinator. And hey, if Robbie's pumped, I'm pumped. That's all I gotta say. All right, without a doubt. So let's go back to you know talking about David Blackwell a little more. Uh, of course, you can call us, text us on the Fairway Car Hotline. Drew chimes in, says Robbie's high as he is. So, hey, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the program, Drew. We're, we're certainly starting things off on the right foot here tonight. On Bleed Tech Blue Radio. So, David Blackwell, going back to 2009, uh, he, he comes to South Florida under Jim Levitt. Uh, they put together a top 25 defense down at South Florida, but Levitt is let go after the year due to a number of different things, if you know anything about Jim Levitt's tenure down there. And who does South Florida hire in 2010? Skip Holtz. The skipper. The skipper. And Skip doesn't retain Blackwell on his staff, which that's not. I mean, I mean, is there some bad blood? Nah. No chance of sabotage, right? No, nah, but there, there's that's not unsurprising. No, like, that's, that's pretty no. common for When new coaches coach. come in, they got their they got their guys already in mind. You know, like if I was coach, I may hire you or Tabes, you know. Yeah, without a get doubt. Get the boys in there. Yeah, get the boys in there. And so, you, you know, it's a top 25 defense down at South Florida. I think they were 24th in the country in total defense. I think they were like 13th in the country in scoring. So, certainly put together a good defense at South Florida. Goes to Fordham for four years following that. Then heads to Jacksonville State. If you know anything about Jacksonville State, Beck, have you ever heard of Bill Clark? You could have said, have you heard of Jacksonville State? And I probably would have said no. Well, of course, of course. But Bill Clark, head yes. coach at UAB, yes. was actually the head coach at Jacksonville State at one point. Okay. A really good FCS program. And what Blackwell did there was incredible. 2014, 17th ranked defense. 2015, they were 12th. 2016, they were 4th. Played for the FCS National Championship 
against was that North Dakota State? Yeah, uh, possibly against Carson Wentz. I don't know if that was his senior year or not. It, I well, certainly they did. They got, they got beat. Yeah, they did get beat. 2017 had the second ranked defense in SCS. So certainly a good run at Jacksonville State. Then in 2018, he goes to East Carolina. He's an East Carolina alum. Scotty Montgomery's the head coach at East Carolina. If you know anything about Montgomery's tenure at East Carolina, it was downright brutal. Blackwell was taking over the last-ranked defense in the country, 129 out of 129. Now, he takes a step forward and proves them to 101st. Now, is that good? You have the 101st-ranked defense? Eh, Not really. Could you do any worse? No. Here's the deal, Ben. If you're 129 out of 129... It's almost like you're the tallest It's not all scheme, you know? Yeah. Like, there's... You're lacking a little bit of talent on the field, probably. So, well, and the only way to go is up. Really, but truly, the the only way to go is up. <laughs> but let's be honest. He improved the defense over a hundred yards per game in yards allowed. So, he certainly did a good job. Did a nice job at the end of the 2018 season, shutting down Old Dominion, which then got him a job at Old Dominion hey, in 2019. Can't beat him. Join him. Can't beat him. Hey, Bobby Wilder was. Hey, we've talked about Old Du. <laughs> Not a very good program up there in Norfolk, and Bobby Wilder subsequently lost his job after the 2019 season, but Blackwell took over the 118th-ranked defense at ODU, improved them to 46th in the country this past year. That was a big improvement. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind right there, Ben. Yeah, without a doubt, improved them over 100 yards per game. Now, listen, this is an ODU team that went 1-11 with the 46th, 46th ranked defense in the country wow so like you know they were doing things defensively offensively yeah they were last in the country so can't blame it on the defense but here, I, I say all that to say this David Blackwell is not your big name he's not Bob Diaco he's not he's not Manny Diaz he's not yeah, yeah, no 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 let me let me I feel like as a coach you're either making you know a step up a step down or a lateral move yeah where are you putting where are you putting Mr. Blackwell I mean, if you were to look at ODU and Tech being in the same conference, it's a lateral move. But he's certainly going to a better program. Right. What was Tech's defense this year? 40-something? No, they were top 30. Going for number one, baby. Right. Going for number one. But, listen, David Blackwell is not the big name. He's not going to blow you off the field or off paper or whatever you want to call it. He's not going to just jump off the page at you when you hear his name. But he certainly got a lot of credibility to him and he's certainly done a good job throughout his career as a defensive coordinator and he'll come to Louisiana Tech they'll stay with the 3-4 scheme I think you'll see more of an attacking style under Blackwell that you didn't necessarily see under Bob Diaco a season ago and hey who knows we we know that Holtz and his staff have recruited very well they're losing nine starters on that side of the ball so it'll be interesting to see how he can replace all that talent and still get solid results. But I'm certainly, certainly, there it is, first time tonight. Certainly Certainly excited to see what he can do uh, as his first year as the Louisiana Tech defensive coordinator. Let's jump right back to the Fairway Carts hotline, joined by Chase. Chase, what's happening tonight? Not much. How are y'all doing? Oh, pretty good. Hey, uh, I've been a bad fan lately ever since football season was over. Um, I didn't even know Diaco was gone. Yeah, where did he go? Purdue. Well, Ben shook his hand Purdue. after the the bowl game, and then we never saw him after that. So, <laughs> point your fingers where you. He want. was out of there. Huh? He was out of there. Yeah, uh, like a day or two later, it was pretty quick. <laughs> Is that when it uh, was announced? I, I completely missed this. 
I'm not even sure if they've officially, officially announced it yet, but he's gone to Purdue. Offensive coordinator Todd Fitch is off to Vanderbilt. Uh, Kenny Guyton, uh, receivers coach, is headed to Colorado State. Um, who am I missing? And then defensive line coach Rick Petrie has retired. Ouch. Certainly a lot Stubber of turnover. Little bear. Yeah, a lot, lot of turnover on the coaching staff once again. But we still got the H-man, though. It's all that matters. Old Skippy. It's all that matters. Hey, one more thing real quick. Uh, I hate to bring this up, but I feel really bad uh, about our texters. They're not doing so great. No, they're struggling. We're going to get to Brooks Store squad here. Uh, well, really, the men and the women have had a couple of hiccups here lately, and we're going to talk about them actually coming up here in the next segment. Uh, certainly need to get some things turned around on the hardwood. Absolutely, but let's keep the faith. Maybe they can get it turned around. Go, that, go dogs and go texters. Absolutely, Chase. Thanks for the call. And I, I mentioned it to Chase, Kenny Guyton, uh, another thing that dropped this week, receivers coach headed to Colorado State. So certainly a lot going on on the coaching trail back. I'm going to be real honest with you real quick for a second. Promo we got going on. Use the promo code BTB6. You can join Bleed Tech Blue for one buck. You get six months of premium access. But I know I just mentioned David Blackwell, new defensive coordinator. But let me mention to you something else. There's a lot of smoke around some other hires. Whew. Might want to get to the website. There is a lot of smoke surrounding some new coaches that might be joining the program. If you want the latest, join us, BleedTechBlue.com. Elsewhere, uh, Legeria Sneed, Bulldog Safety. Played in the NFL PA Bowl on Saturday out in Los Angeles. Certainly performed well. Played every snap, didn't he? 49 out of 60. I'm glad you're reading oh. my tweets that I've been putting out from Bleed Take Blue. Uh, back to playing cornerback on a full-time basis. Only saw one pass come his way, which was incomplete. Certainly nice to see for Snead. He'll now start getting ready for Tech's Pro Day in late March. Beck, I don't know if you saw it. Amik Robertson is going to miss the combine uh, due to a groin injury. Certainly unfortunate to him. We certainly have our best wishes out to Amik. Uh, yeah, that was a that was tough to hear. You know, someone like Amik who put together a great season and has great stats, but there are questions about his size. It would have really been beneficial for him to be able to be at the combine and squash those doubts and hush the haters. But hopefully um, he can get healthy. Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've been wrong before. Oh really? Might have been a lingering issue. Yeah. Played four games with it actually. Yeah. So it's not not just a total one off training accident amik probably knew this was coming yeah no uh, decided to go ahead and have the surgery yeah, but before you go in the draft you're having all these you're, you're answering all these questions you know do i want to just go ahead and hide this or do i want to go ahead and get it taken care of so i can be the best i am when i get there you know got it taken care of got it taken care of amik will be fine amik everybody be relax then he can still wear his jersey to bed every night yep well, and speaking of amik robertson legeria sneed uh mike natillier coming up at 7 p.m nfl draft expert uh, from down in South Louisiana will join us to talk about those two guys and their NFL draft prospects. I think we're also going to touch on uh, offensive guard Ethan Reed as well. Uh, like Chase mentioned, Duncan Dogs, Lady Texers had a tough week. Uh, Duncan Dogs dropped, or split a two-game homestand against Rice in North Texas. Uh, win the Thursday night game against Rice, dropped a heartbreaker to North Texas. Lady Texers get swept on the road at Rice and at North Texas. Lady Texers are now 9-7 and seven overall. One and four in conference USA play at one and four start puts them at 13 out of 14 programs. So we're going to go ahead, jump to our first timeout. We come back from the break. We'll take a look at, dive in to the Dunkin' Dogs 
homestand that they split against Rice in North Texas. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Sweep the Swamp is back and is better than ever. Only at Johnny's Pizza House. Loaded with Louisiana crawfish, U.S. farm shrimp, and Dewey sausage, Cajun spices, onions, bell peppers, jalapenos, a taste of crab, and mozzarella cheese. Don't let the good times roll on by. Feed the entire crew with a Sweep the Swamp pizza, an 8-inch crustless pizza bowl, or as a Johnny's flip. Grab a Sweep the Swamp today before the party's over. Savor that Cajun flavor at Johnny's Pizza House. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. dose of louisiana tech sports bleed tech blue radio brought to you by first national bank is back on the radio call or text the show on the fairway carts hotline 888-993-7762 it's bc it's beck haynes it's john Tabor running the board bleed tech blue radio certainly appreciate you joining us tonight you call us you can text us on the fairway carts hotline just like robbie and shell met it's like our good pal chase did 888-993-7762. We'd certainly love to hear from you. So, Beck, like Chase said, it's it's been a rough week on the hardwood. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie. And speaking particularly towards the Dunkin' Dogs, anytime the Dunkin' Dogs lose a home game, it's shocking. Is it fair to say that? Yeah. Yeah. It's We're not accustomed to losing at home, no, Ben. Not accustomed to losing at home. Let, so, me tell you, let me tell you what happened. Let's hear it. I was going to go to the game. Yeah. And then kids and naps and all that. And yeah, naps will get you. Naps will get you. So we have some people coming over after the game, and they're like, hey, we'll be there in a little bit. And then they said, wow, this game. And so I was like, let me just let me just tune in on my little ESPN watch app. So I log in. Of course, of course it forgets my TV provider login because it's Suddenlink. You Without know? a doubt. Without a doubt. I'm not even going to go there. I don't got time, bit. I literally don't have any time That's to fine. talk about my feelings <laughs> about fine. said company. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyways. Okay. So I have to re-log in. I finally get it pulled up. 
About a second before they inbound the ball on, I believe, the north side of the court. Just the south end. Whatever. Yeah, you're right. It was turned around a little bit. My bad. Anyways, they inbound it. Just run down the court and hit a game winner. Just, I mean, well, I haven't even been watching four seconds. Well, I appreciate you turning. So it might have been my fault. Could have been like that Chiefs fan that left after the first quarter to make sure they secured the dub. Well, let's go back to Thursday night first. You're getting a little ahead. Rice comes to the Thomas Assembly Center. Rice is not a great program. They're certainly in a rebuilding mode, but it seems like we say that about every CUSA team these days, whether it's in basketball or football. Rice comes with attack. I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't a great crowd. Uh, not a whole lot of enthusiasm in the gym. And Tech took care of business. Jumped out to an early 11-2 lead. Bracey scored nine of Tech's first 11. You know, Tech was really successful in the full court press. Forced 15 turnovers. Just annihilated Rice on the glass. 40-30. to Out-rebounded by 10. I think all... 13 or I think 15 players play that's all 15 players on the rot or 14 excuse me Isaiah Crawford's out with an injury so 14 eligible players to play all played and what do you know the dogs win they cruise 72 56 they moved to four and one in the conference and you know at this point you're looking ahead to North Texas and really if you've watched North Texas in recent years under Grant McCaslin like been a solid team, went a lot in the non-conference against a fairly weak schedule, but when it got down to conference play, they they really just didn't have what it take to compete with the upper echelon teams. But they were 4-1 and one as well. They had come off a 20-point win over Southern Miss. Uh, 4 p.m. tip-off, like Beck said, nap time was really, uh, you know, really threw a damper on a lot of people. But I, I thought it was a fairly good crowd, probably the best crowd of the year. And to be quite honest with you, Tech got punched in the mouth early in that game. North Texas came out with a point to prove they are really physical on the defensive end of the floor. We could sit there and argue whether or not they were fouling Tech, whether or not or whether they were fouls or not. But bottom line was they weren't called. They jump out to an eighteen to eight lead early. They lead by nine at the half, and you look up and you're like, man, Tech's down nine. They've turned the ball over 12 times, and I was sitting there, you know, of course I'm walking the concourse at halftime because who has time to sit? You know, kids trying to get their laps in. And I thought it was going to take a sensational effort to get back into this game, especially at the level that North Texas was defending. And, you know, you come out out after the second half, and really, you know, it was more of the same. North Texas led, you know, kept the lead at 9 or 11 uh, for the first three or four minutes before Amari Archibald, the junior guard, steps up, knocks down three three-pointers on consecutive possessions to get Tech within two, and then it was a back-and-forth game. You know, it was, you know, teams trading blows. Tech can, couldn't really get over the hump. I know they took a couple of leads, but North Texas would come right back. Jacoby Pemberton knocks down two free throws to get Tech within one with 4.09 remaining, and then it just turned into a defensive struggle. It's 49-48 North Texas. Neither team would score in the next four-plus minutes. Tech would go 0 of 10 from the field before, with five seconds remaining, Amari Archibald drove to the bucket. He lays it in and won, gives Tech a 50-49 lead, and 
you get the quick timeout called, and you're you're feeling pretty good, right? I mean, you're up 50-49. Feel great. Five seconds left. You got a 92% free throw shooter at the line looking to convert the three-point play. And here here's where it all broke down. You missed the free throw, and Tech had two fouls to give. And listen, in the stands, I was like, Tech has two fouls to give. They have to foul. Problem was, both of the fouls that Tech committed were far too quick. They committed both fouls within 1.4 seconds, which left North Texas with four seconds remaining. So North Texas takes it out, like you said, on the south baseline. You like to call it the north, but... Well, I was watching on TV. I got turned around. Yeah, you got turned it around happens. a little bit. Yeah, it happens. So they take it out, four seconds remaining. Hamlet drives the length of the floor. Hamlet was the inbounder. He threw it in, got the ball right back. Gene was unable to keep up with him. No one stopped the ball. He drives the length of the floor and hits a runner from about 10 feet at the buzzer to give North Texas the 51-50 win. And I'll be honest with you, I I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but I'm going to say it. I'm 28 years old. I try not to live and die by the games. You know what I'm saying? Right. If, if Tech loses, I'm like, you know what? They lost. They got beat. But, but when I was leaving the Tech, and when that shot went in, man, that one hurt. That one hurt. That was a tough one. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Now, the officials go to the monitor. They review it for like 12 minutes, literally. Took forever. Didn't know if I was ever going to get home. I can give you some color to that when you're ready, but go ahead. Well, let's hear it. Okay, so I, I watched for my, you know, four seconds from the house. Yeah. Now, I had this feeling. When he drove down and I saw that it was, that it was you know, wide open. Yeah. I mean, a runway. In a single plane airport. I mean, wide open. Yeah, man. wide open. All right. When I I had to feel, and I was this is going in. Yeah. Can he beat the clock? That guy might be the driver of your hate plane yeah. these days. <laughs> so it looked very close live, but I was like, I think he got it. So I, they, I thought they the slow, same thing. They slow it down, Ben. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. Now it was a floater. So for those of you who don't know what a floater is, it just kind of floats off your hand, Ben. Okay, I'm gonna get <laughs> real technical here. Deep so, from. Behind where the camera was, you can't really tell the second that it leaves the fingertips. But I'll say this: one frame, it's it's clearly in his hand, okay, on the fingertips. The next frame, I don't know how high speed these cameras are, but the okay, it's clearly on his fingertips, and there's you know the the backboards in the background, no red, okay. And then the next frame, it appears to be off his fingertips, and there's the buzzer in the background, like. Literally, literally couldn't have been any closer. It so I close. think I think it was. I had people say like, "Oh, it was in, just indisputable." No, I, I really, I really, honestly believe that he did get it off. But I, I'm, I'm, I can't emphasize this enough. It was the last possible millisecond. And here's what I'm going to say, which I'm, is impressive. I'm going to say the most common sense thing of all time. I don't know what the call was on the floor. Okay, I don't know if they counted buckets. They, they counted it buckets. Okay, Tech did not like it. So they didn't award the points, but they called it good. They called it good on they the floor. They called it good on the floor. Okay. Well, if it takes you 10 or 12 minutes to review it. Just like, redo the play. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. My point is that it should, you should never review a play that long. If you can't tell after six or well, eight looks at you it. You weren't looking at get, the. No, don't no, tell me no, what no, I wasn't no, doing. No, I know you were there, but you weren't looking at no, the No, don't tell me what no. I wasn't doing, though. Just, I know what I wouldn't do. Dude, you're literally deciding the game. If you blow it off, 
Tech wins. If they you are count conference it. USA officials. They've been bad forever. Well, They're not going to be good. You got me there. Like that. Like. It doesn't take you that long to say, oh, that's Man, I can't. But you don't think they're looking at the video monitor like, guys, we've got to hurry up. BC's in the crowd getting pissed. No, I have no I have no problem. I'm not saying so I can hurry out of the arena. I'm saying, like, if it takes you that long, you obviously don't oh, know. Well, uh, well I'm Just sorry they're the trying the to floor. get it right, Ben. That's a terrible take. Just go with the call on the floor. Like, don't, don't sit here. This isn't 1950, Ben. They got technology. But here's the reality. At the end of this call, half half the people are going to be mad and half of them are going to be happy. Oh, yeah. The, half the no, arena no, 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 was no, no, definitely no, 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 no. North There's Texas. people watching on TV, okay? Uh, yeah. All right. Anyways, Dunkin' Dogs fall to 13-5, and 4-2 and two in the league. You should just be a referee over there on your little high horse. You can, you ride, look, it, you can look, ride it into the arena and just call games perfectly fair. You look at this Tech team, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think we got a good team. But – what what's the ceiling? I'm not going to say this team's a favorite in the league anymore. After I said it last week and the week before, they're not. And last year and the year before. Yeah, yeah. I'm a homer. <laughs> Are they as talented as we think? There is a lot of talent on this team, but where does Tech lack? I think they lack that guy that can go get a bucket when they need it. You look. They at, lack that guy that can go get a free throw when they need it. Well, that's true too. But you look at you know Saturday against North Texas, struggling to score offensively. The only player that could penetrate inside the North Texas defense was Bracey, and he couldn't finish around the rim. He goes two out of 14, and you look up, and you've only scored 50 points. So it's certainly unfortunate, and it's really disheartening. I don't I don't know where this team's going to go. I, I know Thursday they travel to Middle Tennessee, and Middle Tennessee's 0-6 in the league, and they're 4-15 and overall. If Tech doesn't win by at least 10, there's some cause for some major concern. But I think the injury to Isaiah Crawford – going to end up playing a bigger bigger role for this team than I necessarily expected. Hopefully, and this isn't a shot at him, but Jacoby Penner's got to get into more of a rhythm offensively uh, if Tech's going to become the team that they certainly uh, believe that they can come. I'll be honest with you. So you look at the conference standings, Bulldogs sit at 4-2, and two, currently number four in the tied at, tied for fourth in the league, tied for third in the league, actually, with Florida International, Charlotte, and FAU. Uh, Western Kentucky's in second at five and one. North Texas leads the way at six and one after a win over Rice last night. And so, like I mentioned, two game road trip this week. Travel to Middle Tennessee Thursday night. Travel to UAB Saturday afternoon. That's a UAB team that can't score the basketball at all. Bulldogs need to find a way. Need to come back home next week at fifteen and five, six and two in the league. That's what BC has to say. Let's go ahead and jump to our next timeout. Come back from the break. We'll talk a little recruiting. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. If you've been waiting for just one more good reason to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden, here it is. New EasyGo carts from Fairway Carts are available with lithium batteries. That means a much longer battery life. 
which means more time for you to be out having fun on your easy go. From a standard golf cart to the big four and six passenger carts for the whole family. EasyGo is the industry leader in lithium battery technology. Their batteries are 100% maintenance free, deliver consistent performance with a longer life and much quicker charging time than conventional batteries. And best of all, they come with an unprecedented eight year battery warranty. Don't wait any longer. You've got all the reasons you need to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Come see the big selection in the showroom on Highway 531 just north of I-20 or call 318-371-CART. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. <coughs> BC. Back here John Tabor's running the board. Beck, it's your favorite time of year. It's recruiting season. Here we are. What are we 15 days out from the late signing period on February the 5th. Of course, if you would like to get to know the Louisiana Tech 2020 recruiting class, you can go to the Louisiana Tech Signing Day Social on February 5th. That's at 5.30 p.m. at the Doghouse. I believe you can register online. I'll certainly be there. Beck, you want to come? Yeah, I'll be there, BC. All right. Beck will be there. You can come meet us. Beck loves to kick back and relax at the old Doghouse. He's a Paul Claus. <laughs> Got a text on the old text line, Ben, in reference to my 1950 comment. Really? Let's hear it. Anonymous, but they said, a 1950 review call like that would take 10 minutes. In 2020, it should not take nearly exactly. that long. Is this Ben's mom? Is he? <laughs> Are you defending Benjamin? No. Beck, listen. My mom's got better things to do than listen I know to for us. a fact your parents listen to us. Yeah, every time I see him at the game, she says, Probably tweet Ben's about not it. being very nice to you on the radio. That's what she tells me all the time. Well, what do you tell her? Sweet lady. I tell her I'm just here to make you look good, Ben. That's what I tell her. I take him off the chin so that you can prosper. You're doing a dang good job at it. So it's recruiting season. Here we are, Louisiana Tech. You look at this signing class, 65th nationally, number one recruiting class in Conference USA. Of course, the Bulldogs won 10 games in 2019 certainly has helped, or you could say that they've used it to lead to a brighter recruiting class in 2020. 20 signees in the early signing period. Those 20 signees are made up of one quarterback, J.D. Head, one running back, two wide receivers, five offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, four linebackers, three cornerbacks, and one safety. So, you know, you look at the makeup of this class, and obviously obviously there is 16 high school guys, four junior college guys, and you look at the the makeup of this year's team. You know, what what is Tech losing after this year? What will they need to replace? And that's something that you certainly really dive into, you know, especially in the late signing period where you try to kind of fill some of those needs with some older guys. And so... 
just real quick, some of the early enrollees in this class, I forgot to mention this. Quarterback J.D. Head, high school kid, will certainly be nice for him to get in for spring practice. Junior college offensive lineman Michael Goss, junior college linebacker Jordan Dickey, I believe he's actually already enrolled in school. And then junior college cornerback Jamarian Jones, a kid that is certainly expected to come in and contribute right away. So you look at what Tech loses off of this 2019 team back in you know, you, you go through the offense first, and I, I know that, you know, if I know anything about you, losing Jamar Smith is not a big deal. Not a big deal. Is that correct? No, it's a big deal, Ben. Is I'm it? like, I'm like, I'm really conflicted about how I feel about this because I've been hard on Jamar, and then I was really sweet to Jamar, and then he burned me again, and so I'm coming off a little bit of, you know, but protecting myself a little bit. I, okay, I'm not going to deny. It. I'm not going to deny what he did on the field the last year. Okay. When he was on the field, Ben, he was good. He was good. Minus okay. the bowl game, but hey. We'll so he's go. a loss. He's a loss. He is. It's like it's like I'm glad he's gone, kinda. But I'm a little sad he's gone at the same time, production wise, because I know it's not going to. You miss it. You'll miss I, him some. I hope I'm wrong. I just don't feel like we're going to get that level of production. Okay. This year, Fair but. I hope I'm wrong, Ben. Let's move to the next player to lose. Okay. Malik Stanley, big fan. Yeah, big fan of Mr. Stanley. Ben, I'm not going to lie, I had to ask who he was after his first big game. It's all right. Just here one one little year, Ben. Almost got a poem. Almost got a poem. He had a couple big games. Losing Jaquise Nancy, obviously. We, we know the story of Jaquise missed much of the 2019 season due to injury. Also losing three starting offensive linemen, Drew Kirkpatrick, Ethan Reed, who – I believe he started like 53 straight games to end his career. And right tackle, Dwight Stallworth. So on the offensive side of the ball, you lose four starters. You could say five with Stanley. You know, he, he rotated in and out that outside receiver spot with Adrian Hardy and Isaiah Graham, two played at a time. But it's fair to say you lost five starters on the offensive side of the ball. Looking at the defensive side, here's where you run into some issues. Kadarian Mason, Courtney Wallace, James Jackson, Connor Taylor, that's your boy. My boy. Hey, speaking of Connor Taylor, his name to the Sports Illustrated All-Bowl team. Really? Yeah, not He's much of an phenomenal. honor. It's just a bowl game. What do you think happens? Do you think he gets into camp? <sighs> it's going to be tough. I just, Tell me why you think it's going to be tough. I just don't know if he runs well enough. He's got a heart like a lion. He does though. have a heart like a lion. And I know you like that. About I love it. Him. And he's got hair like a lion, Dude. too. The hair gives him a shot. I've seen him practice. He's legit. Well, Beck seen him in practice. He's legit, boys. <laughs> draft him on your fantasy team. Inside linebacker Colin Scott, of course, and Meek Robertson entering the NFL draft early after his junior season. Cornerback Michael Sam, safety Daryl Lewis, and safety Legeria Sneed. So you lose nine starters on the defensive side of the ball. And then, of course, in the special teams department, you lose starting kicker Bailey Hale. I, I, Beck, I'm going to be honest. I didn't anticipate on talking about this, but Bailey Hale's – got me concerned losing him a little bit. He's pretty good. Yeah, kicking-wise. Kicker's one of those things that... Um, you better have a good one. You better have a good one, and when you don't, it's really noticeable. Yeah. I mean, really noticeable. No, it really is. Kind of take for granted just, you know, some knock-down 35-yarders, you know? Because well, the thing is, college kickers are terrible. I mean, you go to the NFL 50 and in... If you're not making 94%, like, you don't have a job. Yeah, we'll see you. College kickers, if you can make 35 and in, 
Like you have to be happy as yeah, head and coach. And that still blows my mind. You got a hundred and something schools. I mean, you could be at a D three school and just be really good. Yeah, and get drafted. Like who cares? Here's my other theory about kickers. Is this is this is really interesting. This is one of the only positions in the league where, like, I, I feel like you can just go and you know you're simulating game experience. Like nothing really changes that much from practice into a game. So. I feel like something like Jonathan Barnes, for example, like we see him, you know, he's he's still got a dream to make it, and he'll post videos, and it's like, Ben, he's making three sixty-five yarders in a row. You can't <laughs> say he can't do that because he just no, did it. You no, know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a quarterback hitting like, their passes and routes, it's like, oh, he can do it without pressure. You yeah. know, it's like the only pressure that a kicker's got is mentally, really. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. So it's like, I just, it just kind of blows my mind that that you see like especially these NFL teams that are struggling to find kickers. It's like there's hundreds of them out there. I mean, just Go find someone go else. Go find someone else to kick. It's not a big deal. Like, go watch some <laughs> videos. Then, it, then you got, you know, Jonathan Barnes, who's, you know, like, text leading scorer, and he doesn't get invited to kick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, doesn't even just, get a shot. No. It's just, I'm no, so blown by the kicker situation in the NFL. And then you got a kicker a couple years ago, the Bucks, right? Drafted him, like, the second round. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, gone, gone in a year. I mean, I've done it in fantasy, but I just can't imagine as a GM. No, you love like, to pick kickers in the eighth round in fantasy. Yeah. Well, I don't like getting guys. You like to fill out your roster. I don't like getting, uh, uh, what do you call them, waiver claim guys. Like, I don't, like, pff, I'm just going to get the best person to every position. It's a kicker. I mean, I've lost three out of five years, but maybe I need to change my. Speaking of that, when are you going to start baking I know, those we, cakes? we got to do that. I got a vacation in March, and I really don't want to have to do it then, so. You don't want to have to do it on vacation. I don't want to have to do it on well, vacation. My imagine. parents are going to be there. I don't be like, Dad, I lost some fantasy, so i got to get up at 2 in the morning and pie <laughs> myself in the face. I couldn't <laughs> imagine you baking cakes on vacation. I'm not so baking cakes. Okay, let's just let's squash this once and for all. When we, okay, were, making when we were discussing this, first of all, they're pies. Okay, don't insult me. Okay. When we were making this bet, Ben made up in his mind that, you know, it's for 30, 30 nights in a row i got to wake up at 2 in the morning and pie myself in the face and video it and send it to the, you know, the group. And Ben just heard or dreamed it or something that, that there was going to be actually homemade baking of the pies at two in the morning and he just hadn't let it go since i mean we've discussed these are going to be whipped cream pies. i just want you to put an apron on i mean <laughs> look like a big tool i'm gonna the, the, we did decide the the 30th night has to be a fresh homemade pie have fun yeah yeah have fun hope Hope the kids wake up in the middle of the night a couple of times making a real oh you disaster. sound like my wife ben i can't tell you how many times i've heard that if you wake me up Make it a real disaster. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. So, you look at some of the needs in this class. Obviously, kicker, you know, does, does Tech go the grad transfer route at kicker? I, I think it's something that hasn't been discussed to this point, but it, it's a fair question to ask when you look at what they have returning. Obviously, Brady Farlow will be a senior at punter. Jacob Barnes is expected to be a punter as well. He'll be just a redshirt freshman. And then, obviously, you added Garen Boniol as well, uh, you know, the son of Tech former tech kicker Chris Bonio, but he'll be just a true freshman. So it'll be interesting to see if tech does go down that route for kicker. But some of the needs in this class, especially in the late period, I think you got to look for tech to try to find some more experience in the defensive backfield, especially at safety. Uh, I would expect that they look to try to find uh, junior college safety, maybe two, maybe another junior college cornerback, uh, just so that you're sure uh, that you have enough experience on that back end, that you're not just you know throwing redshirt freshmen in there, you know game one at UNLV, uh, and really just expecting them uh, to have to have to grow up on the job, so to speak. And then uh, defensive tackle, nose tackle. I mentioned that you lose Courtney Wallace. Uh, you do return 
DJ Jackson and Kiwi Rose. You've signed Dontrell Cobbs out of West Monroe, but those are three players that are all sophomores or younger. So I think you could look for Tech uh, to try to hire some more – or try to hire – to try to find some more experience Whoa, from the junior college or transfer route when it comes to defensive tackle. So, Beck, you know, you talk about this class. You talk about David Blackwell coming in. You know, what does he like to do from a recruiting standpoint? I found this interesting. Uh, he did an interview when he was at Old Dominion this past year and talking about his recruiting philosophies, and here's what he said. I'm looking for length and speed. Honestly, defensively at this level of football, you got to be willing to project, guys. They've done a really good job here of that in the past. ODU went 1-11. He was wrong about that. You take big body types that can run and figure out what they're going to be. I think that as an overall philosophy, our overall philosophy would be that. You take length, guys that are long and can run and are athletic. Maybe a Power 5 school is looking at him saying, where is this guy going to play? And we say, we'll figure it out when he gets here. Taking a chance on the kid when you're looking for more of a finished product. If you're trying to recruit, or you're trying to recruit a 6'5 defensive end who's 240 pounds and runs a 4-6, unless he's just a really bad player, he's going to have multiple Power 5 offers. And so I think that's a great look in to what Tech's trying to do on the recruiting trail as well. You take these big, long athletes, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, and who knows, you might have uh, a guy like, a guy like Ezekiel Barnett, six foot four, two hundred twenty-five pounds, came in as a hundred and eighty-five pound safety from Benton as a walk-on, you know, nonetheless. And you look up now, and there's times this past year where Diaco lined him up on the defensive line as a rush end. You never know what the kids are going to, you know, really grow into. And you sign some of these kids that are six foot four, six foot five, two hundred forty pounds, and by the time they step on the field as a redshirt junior. They're six foot six, two hundred seventy-five pounds. So you have to be able to project them a little bit. But the most important thing is you have to continue to get big, long athletes and allow them to come into your program and develop them as coaches and allow them to become some of the better players in your program. Just because they're clearly athletic enough to play at the Division One level. So that that'll do it uh, for the recruiting talk. Uh, coming up in the next segment, actually, we're gonna. We're going to do a little fact or fiction first. I got I got to get Beck's opinion on a few things. And then we're going to take a look back. Five years ago, Louisiana Tech landed the 2015 recruiting class. We're going to look back at that 2015 recruiting class, take a look at some of the successes, some of the failures, maybe some of Beck's favorite players. Who knows? Who knows? We'll be right back after the break. all the time. Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me. My point exactly. Cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield. How would I know that? Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass and Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out of pocket, Acme will bill your insurance. It's that easy. Thanks. I'm going to Acme Glass and Mirror. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426.
uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary, outstanding, exceptional? First National Bank, the uncommon bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat, and you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Betkane's John Tabor doing a fantastic job running the board. I, I mentioned that, you know, we want to discuss the 2015 recruiting class during this segment, but first I got a few questions for Beck. Hit me. And I need you to expand on them a little bit. So back in 2015, obviously, five years ago is when this class was brought into Louisiana Tech. So i got a question for you. All right. Skip Holtz Skippy. will be the coach at Louisiana Tech for the next five years. Ooh. That'll bring him to 12 years total. How old is he? I think he's around 55. Fact or fiction? Five years. Five more years. Do you think he'll be here at least? It's a tough question. It's a tough question because I definitely have what I want. Okay, I'll say this. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, go you ahead. No, you go first. No, you go first. I want to hear what no, you No, no, no. I was getting pumped for what you were going to say. I'll say this, and I'm not going to say my fact Are you answering fiction it? yet. No, okay. not yet. I'll say this. In the next five years, I don't think he retires from coaching. Okay, yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I'm going to – see, if I say yes, then I'm, I'm basically saying Tech's not going to do that well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no, he's not. So you think we win enough? I think I, I'm I'm just going to take into the last few years into play. Like, there's been rumors every year. I think another nine-ish win season, like eight and nine win, ten win seasons over the next few years is enough to people to look at and be like, I mean, he has a little dynasty-ish at Tech. I mean, I think that's fair. I at some point, there's enough. Like, if if somebody's name has been in the hat for that long and they're continuing to do pretty dang well, here's my question. But I don't know if he really wants to leave. I mean, you hear both sides of that. Where it's like, oh, money talks. If he gets this job at this state with this much money, then he'll go. And then part of me is like, I think he really likes it here in Ruston. I'm gonna be honest when I say this, and I love Louisiana Tech. I'm a graduate of Louisiana Tech. But if you're Skip because Holtz, of me. yeah, if you're Skip Holtz and you've been at Tech for seven years now. You're 56 and 36. You won six straight bowls. Like, you've won more, and I get it. Bowls aren't everything. The one thing you haven't done is win a conference championship, but you've won more bowl games than Tech had ever won in their, you know, their history in the past. So, do you want to say, hey, I'm going to stay here until I retire? You know, it, obviously, you got to make it that far. You can't, you know, the program can't go downhill. And kind of build a legacy as, you know, 20, 30 years from now, we talk about, you know, Skip Holtz, like, 
like to me that has a little bit of intrigue. But like I said, I'm a little biased. But I wonder to myself is like, Skip's like, man, you know what? I could make more money at other places. I could cash in. But at the same time, you know what? I'm not taking a job at some AAC job to where I could be fired in four years when I know at Louisiana Tech I'm in a fertile recruiting ground and I can be here for the next 15 years if I you know, if I win at the rate that I need to win at. It's just so interesting because just like any – I mean, it's all the same profession, but if you and I are changing jobs, we're evaluating a whole mess of factors of – like recruiting, you know, of budget and what's the what's the booster like? What's the AD like? What's the school environment like? Like you have to get pumped and excited about a job. So I'll say this about Skip. I don't think he's looking for any job. I think he's if he's going to go, it's going to be the right job. I agree. Oh, I think he knows what But the I think right we're also is. projecting some like hometowny feelings. No, we are. No, we are. Because I agree. At the end of the day, this is a job and it's a business and he can he can coach other places. No, I agree. His kids are all grown up. Yep. So he can't pull the – I don't want my kids to change high school. What anymore. about Trey Holtz, no. next head coach at Louisiana Tech? Could be, Ben. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's got to skip a generation. All right. No, it doesn't. So, <laughs> I'm going to say fiction as well. I think he ends up moving on in about three years. I think he gets a better job. I think if Aaron Allen – At quotes. the end of, end of Aaron Allen's tenure here – after we beat Clemson in 2022. We're playing Clemson in 2022. Yeah. I knew that. I think if Aaron Allen, he's going to be a sophomore Senior. next year. Oh, yeah, he's a sophomore next year. Yeah, a redshirt sophomore next year. He's got three more years. So at the end of that three years, if it's similar to this, I think he'll be better than Jamar. If it's if he's successful in – You think he'll be better than Jamar? I do. Hmm. I know that's contrary to my group message today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back at being mad at Jamar, okay? I'm not going to lie to you. Beck said that if Aaron Allen's better than Jamar, he'll name his next kid Benji. Well, I was in the heat of an hey, argument because they, I forgot they, I said they that. They sure y'all hold him to that. <laughs> I forgot I said that. All right, next question. All right. That's my last one before we look at this recruiting class. Tech will win a Conference USA championship with Skip Holtz as their head coach. Yeah, I think it happens in two years. Two years? You don't think it's this year? Yeah, once Jack Abraham gets out of the conference. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was too easy. Good night. Wow. Ow. The Golden Eagles. Ooh, I think they're just happy to be over 500 these days. But, Beck, not the first guy that said it. Hey, <laughs> Jack can sling it, baby. To the Ooh. other team. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got a good Jack reference in tonight. Yeah. Man, you're good for something. So, let's go back five years. Let's take a look. At this 2015 recruiting class that Tech signed, obviously this was the third recruiting class that Skip Holtz and his staff signed. Uh, I'd be willing to bet that outside of Joe Sloan, there's probably no, not another assistant that's still here remaining. Yeah, I would be willing to bet. I'd have to go double check, but I really don't think there was. Hey, uh, keep it up, Ben. You may you may be you may be too busy to be doing Bleed Tech Blue Radio on Tuesday nights. You may be in the coaching coaching room. Hey, I can coach. I can coach them up. I can coach them up. So this class was ranked 76th nationally for comparison. The class this year is 65th nationally. So there's a really good class that Tech put together, according to Rivals.com, is the number three class in Conference USA. So so let's take a look at – first of all, let's take a look at some of the bust and, and some of the players that transferred, okay? So obviously you signed 23 players in this class. 
And, Beck, none of these guys are going to ring a bell to you. So you got Johnny Shaw uh, was sound out, signed out of South Texas, never made it to campus. Dante Williams out of Parkway. Jamarian Johnson was a kid out of Monroe. Don't believe he ever made it to campus. Brandon Brinson was a defensive end out of South Louisiana. And then Theron Williams. Williams played a little bit on special teams uh, before I believe he gave up football for his last two years. So those are the players out of 23, five players never contributed at all. So you're down to 18. Your two transfers, Donald Freeman, a linebacker, got hurt early in his career, came back. I thought he had a chance to contribute Ends up transferring to Grambling. I think he had a nice career over at Grambling. And then our second transfer, Beck. Tell me if this name rings a bell. Or Rasheed Bonnet. Oh, yeah. You got to love Bonnet. Bonnet was a contributor while he was here. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he goes on to – didn't have a big year at me, niece. Let's put it that way. Did he play? Nah, he caught a couple balls this year. Didn't catch too many. But, hey, McNeese had a little bit of a down year. They've hired Frank Wilson from UTSA. Okay. We talked about Frank during yep. the season. So, so Donald Freeman transferred to Grambling. Rashid Bonnet transferred to McNeese. So let's look at the four-year guys, the guys did, that did not did not take a red shirt their true freshman year. O'Shea Dugas obviously was a freshman All-American. Jordan Bradford uh, was a four-year contributor up front on the defensive line. Emmanuel Turner. Uh, a player that's gotten some run in the NFL as well his rookie year uh, as a defensive end, defensive tackle, and then Brandon Derman as an inside linebacker. Got playing time right away as a freshman. Uh, actually started parts of three years as well. So th- those are four guys that certainly uh, contributed throughout their careers. Looking at the five-year guys, guys that took a red shirt, guys that still contributed. Courtney Wallace uh, really didn't make a huge impact until his senior year, but certainly had a really nice senior year at nose tackle for the Bulldogs. Ephraim Kitchen uh, was really a highly touted player out of Mississippi, a uh, guy that battled some injuries throughout his career. Uh, had times when he's played a lot, had times where he didn't play at all, uh, like his senior year uh, where he contributed on special teams. But uh, I would say, you know, it's fair to say that he had uh, an average career, especially when you consider the injuries. Obviously, Jamar Smith, three-year starter at quarterback, uh, certainly a bit – could you say Jamar is a big success? Yeah, Ben, you probably no. Could. Like, be for real with me. Like, <clears throat> I don't. It's a tough question. I think he, for two years, there was a lot of frustration. Ben, we were frustrated. But I think if you if when you sign him, if you say, "Hey, this guy's going to win twenty five games," yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at his stats on paper, that. you're like, "Wow." But I and maybe it was frustrating because we knew what he could be. I don't, you know, I, don't, yeah, I, I really agree. can't figure it out. No, it's, I, the, it's the weirdest. No, thing. it's fair. I can write a book about it. Certainly fair. Colin Scott, inside linebacker, a two-year starter, uh, led the team in tackles as a junior. James Jackson, an outside linebacker, uh, certainly played a key role his junior and senior years as well. Javante Woodard was a reserve wide receiver throughout his career, gave the Bulldogs some snaps. Devontae Lovett, out of strong Arkansas, uh, came from the same hometown as Kenneth Dixon. His career never really got going. Um, You know, you hate it for him, was expected to start. Uh, as his fifth-year senior at left tackle, ends up leaving the program. Ethan Reed, uh, four-year starter at right guard or center and right guard, was a freshman All-American. Jaquise Dancy, uh, we know that all that he went through as well. He had a decent career, all things considered. Trey Spencer, more of a depth piece at defensive back. Aaron Roberson certainly saw uh, a number of 
uh, snaps as a senior, certainly played a big role as a sophomore as well. Uh, a player that you could say put together a solid career. And then LaDonte Davenport, uh, more of a depth piece on the defensive line, but certainly played a role uh, for the Bulldog defense his last two years. So overall, when you look at this recruiting class, you look at 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 17 out of 23 guys that played a role within the team uh, by the time their you know time was up at Louisiana Tech, you certainly have to be impressed with that 2015 recruiting class. So, you know, looking back at classes five years from when they were signed is certainly something that's pretty intriguing, certainly something that we're going to do, you know, every year on Bleed Take Blue Radio like we always do. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. We'll be talking 2020 NFL Draft with Mike Dettelier. You're listening to Bleed Take Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Sweep the Swamp is back and it's better than ever. Only at Johnny's Pizza House. Loaded with Louisiana crawfish, U.S. farm shrimp, and Dewey sausage, Cajun spices, onions, bell peppers, jalapenos, a taste of crab, and mozzarella cheese. Don't let the good times roll on by. Feed the entire crew with a Sweep the Swamp pizza, an 8-inch crustless pizza bowl, or as a Johnny's flip. Grab a Sweep the Swamp today before the party's over. Savor that Cajun flavor at Johnny's Pizza House. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. That happens all the time. Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me. My point exactly. Cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield. How would I know that? Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass and Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out of pocket, Acme will bill your insurance. It's that easy. Thanks. I'm going to Acme Glass and Mirror. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech Sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Certainly been a fun show throughout the night. Now, to really put the icing on the cake, we're joined by Mike Dettelier on the Fairway Car Hotline. <clears throat> Mike, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight to talk NFL Draft. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's first start off with Ethan Reed, an offensive guard for the Bulldogs, a four-year starter, uh, you know, 53 consecutive starts throughout his career, a freshman All-American, uh, has played both center and guard. Uh, what have you seen when you've evaluated his tape throughout his career? Good pass protector. Um, he's a quick setup guy, knows how to use his arms and hands well. 
uh, to ward off defenders. I think he's, you know, he has played a little tackle too, but he's better off inside. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised that uh, he sees a lot of work at that center position. Uh, he's a good size center. Uh, and so uh, my thing about it is in the NFL today, you're seeing it more and more. Uh, the defensive linemen are getting smaller. And so, man, I want a big guy. I, I just want to kind of crush it up front if I can. And uh, I think he's got a shot. Late-round pick, uh, priority free agent. And, again, a swing man who could play center and guard, uh, valuable in this league. And what are, what are some areas on tape that you see that he, he probably needs to improve on uh, if he is going to carve out a role in the NFL? Well, physically get a little stronger. I, I think that's what most – um, of the linemen coming from college to the pros. They, they want to physically get a little bit stronger uh, in the upper body and also, you know, work on that lower body strength too. But I think that's probably the one area. Your foot quickness and your body balance, uh, you pretty much got that down uh, by now. But I think, you know, as you mature, you physically can get stronger and I think that's an area where uh, where Ethan can uh, upgrade that part of his game. And you talk about this next player for Louisiana Tech, Legarius Sneed, a kid that you know Tech signed late in 2016. Yep. Uh, wasn't sure if they were going to offer him a scholarship, but the moment he got on campus, you could see the things that they love. He's tall, he's long, he's got good size, good length. He's played both cornerback and safety in college. What do you see uh, as a role for him as he looks to – kind of try to make his mark moving on to the next level the fact that he can play in nickel and dime spots the fact that he has played corner tells you he can, you know he can match up in the coverage part of the game and that safety position <laughs> which at one time you know you wanted a guy that could defend the run you still do but he got a cover well this is a game that is a pitch and catch game today so much so man i like sneed in that area again he's a long lean Guy in the cover part of the game. He can play on special teams. He finds the football quickly in flight, and he understands the pitch and catch part of the game. Not only playing against it, he practices against it exclusively every day. That's a lot of that. And so when you come from a team like Tech that throws the ball a lot, you're in a lot of those practice situations. So uh, I like him as a late-round pick. I think he's a guy that can play in this league. Uh, To me, he looks more of a free safety position, but he can play in the nickel and dime covered sets and also play on special teams. And just to add on to that a little bit, how important is it at the next level in the NFL where you see so many teams beginning to throw the ball so much more uh, than they did even 10 years ago? How important is it for a safety uh, to be able to man up, uh, you know, whether it be with a tight end or a slot receiver? They're going to find the mismatch downfield. I mean, that, they're looking for the weak link in the chain here. Uh, and, and so they, they use the short pass so much today, almost like an extended handoff. You know, that little short stuff out in the flat, it's almost like a pitch. And then you're off to the races. So, one, you've got to be able to tackle in the open field. I think that's imperative. If you play safety, you've got to be able to one-on-one tackle in the open field. But your ability to cover... I think is paramount because of the fact that you're going to play all these different sets. I know uh, even in talking to Coach Ogeron about this, they were in the nickel about 75% of the time last year at LSU. And you think about with the Saints, Dennis Allen told us they were in nickel right at 70%. 
So you know what? If you're a nickel uh, corner or a safety, you're three-quarters of a starter. Yeah. Because you, you're playing all that time out there. So it's just not, you know, at the collegiate level, it's a bleed over into what you see at the NFL level because what do we see now? Coaches jumping from college to pros, pros to college. They're taking the same sort of concepts with them, and so you, you see almost a mirror image of what you're seeing in the pros you see at the collegiate level and vice versa. And you look at the final player that we're going to talk about tonight. I know Amik Robertson was a favorite of yours yep. when he signed with Louisiana Tech out of Thibodeau uh, back in 2017. When you look back at his collegiate career, did he even surpass some of the expectations that you might have had for him coming out of high school? Well, I had a big expectations for him because <laughs> I saw him. Uh, but you know what? He just amazes me as a player. He's, he's got great instincts. You can't teach it. Either you know it and understand it or you don't. And, and he has that knack for it. He knows where the ball is. He makes a play on it. He's so quick to diagnose what's breaking down out on the field. And uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I may be repeating something I told you when they signed him, but um, this was his senior season at Thibodeau High School, which is about 25 minutes from where I live. And uh, they played St. Charles Catholic, which is a powerhouse uh, in 3A football here, you know, down down in the bayou of River Parish areas, Coach Frank Monica. And uh, I had to do a um, quarterback club uh, supper. And he came up to me, and he was a man. Well, we were lucky to beat Thibodeau. Uh, you know, he said, you know, man, Meek Robertson's unbelievable. He said, well, listen, whatever connection you got with Les Miles, you got to tell him. He you got to he got to offer him a scholarship. I said, Coach, uh, I think at this stage, uh, you know, Les ain't listening to me anymore. He might listen, but he don't pay attention. He don't listen. He wasn't listening to anybody at the end, as far as uh, players were concerned. He said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, pass it along to him, though, when you talk to him. We played Odell Beckham Jr. three times at Isadora Newman. Emique Robertson is a better high school player than OBJ was in high school. He said, I know against us, we couldn't stop him. He played six plays or he played seven plays on offense uh, for Thibodeau. That's how, right after he came out of, uh, off the knee injury. He averaged 26 yards a touch on offense as a running back and a receiver. And, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, St. Charles Catholic, they played for the state championship that year and played for it again this year. And it goes to show what type of impact player he was. And that was on the offensive side, the football. So I go watch him play. Uh, my old high school at Central Fush, I'm on the sidelines, and I tell the coach, uh, Coach Menard, you better not put him the football. Oh, man, our special teams are good. Okay. They put him the ball. It goes over his head. It takes two bounces. Emik grabs it, and he takes off running. He ran right past the sidelines. And when he got past where I was, he gave me the meep, meep. <laughs> <laughs> Into the end zone. It's like the road runner. I mean, you know, so I just look at the coach. I said, man, listen, I told you not to put it to him. Uh, he was a, he's a unique athlete in that he's so driven. Uh, he's so focused. And, no, he's not the biggest guy in the world. But, man, he's a playmaker at the highest level and understanding what's happening out on the field and putting himself in a position to make a play on the football and I give guys like that tremendous credit because when the ball's in the air, 
he thinks it's his. It's not the receiver. He thinks it is. Uh, he can play on special teams, you name it. I mean, he can do it. And he's a very driven young man. Hopefully, you know, he's back from the surgery with the groin injury. And uh, he'll be able to work out a little bit later on. But uh, uh, he's, you know, I've been doing this since over 30 years. He's certainly one of the signature players I've seen from this Bayou River Parish area uh, as a high school player. And then him being able to transition that so smoothly uh, into the college ranks. Uh, I, I tried to get Coach Oda to get him when he got the full-time job at LSU, and they did offer. But I think by that time, I think Emeka had, had made up his mind. He was going to Tech. They brought him to the dance. He wasn't going to leave with someone else. And uh, sometimes God puts you in the right place, you know. And he he put he put him meek at Louisiana Tech. He put him in the right place. And you you talk about how driven he is, you know, whether it's in practice, off the field, whatever it may be. But we we know when it comes to this NFL draft type stuff, they're going to point to his size or the lack thereof. Do you think that limits him to being only a nickel cornerback, or could he potentially uh, play outside in the NFL against certain receivers? Yeah, I think. He'll play outside. I think they'll like him in the three-corner set because he can play in there. You know he reminds me a lot of? And that's Chris Harris, who's with the Denver Broncos, who's been an all-pro player at corner. They're built very much the same. You know what? When Chris came out of Kansas, he was an undrafted free agent. Just think about that. There aren't a lot of cornerbacks, starters in this league, that, you know, become – really good cover corners, and weren't selected. That There's a lot of different other positions, but very few at quarterback or at cornerback. And uh, Chris is one of them, and he, he's a really good one. And that's who Amico reminds me of a lot, that you know he's got a way of being a pesky guy against a bigger, taller guy, and <coughs> but he could also kick inside. And again, it's a position of high need, and no matter where you're going to put him, he's going to excel. If it's on, out on the edge, if it's inside, no matter what, he's that type of player that as good as he was in high school and college, he'll be that way in the pros too. It's not going to matter to him that that guy is bigger or stronger. He's going to make a play. No, Mike, I certainly agree with you. Those are certainly uh, some things that we've thought about, you know, just watching him on a daily basis for the last three years at Louisiana Tech. And, you know, we certainly appreciate you coming on, taking some time out of your night to join us on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. And how can our listeners follow your work online? Uh, They can go to saintsreport.com, www.com, get all the information there and Man, listen, if they got another Bayou guy that can play like that, we'll send him to Ruston. Hey, send him on his way. We certainly appreciate you uh, joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, bud. Mike Dettelier, of course, doing the doing the Lord's work down in South Louisiana. Beck, you know, it, it just seems like everyone that comes across a Meek Robertson has some sort of story. But hearing him talk about Ethan Reed, you know, I think he's got a chance. You know, he's a guy that you probably don't – talk about a whole lot because he's an interior offensive lineman, Legereus Sneed. We mentioned him in the open, but hey, who, who knows how many players from this Tech roster, you know, ends up on the NFL roster come this fall. No, there's never been a shortage of, of uh, NFL product that Tech's putting out. And, I, and like we've talked about last week, I think that's something that's really unique about Tech and just being that middle-tier school that you can play early, you can stand out in, and, you know, kind of has some uh, – 
rapport with the NFL. Like, then you know, it's not just a, a team in a they league. They know who you are. Yeah, they know, they know who what you, you produce. Yeah, and they can look to say, hey, like we know what those coaches they are about, and um, they've produced some guys that uh, produce in the NFL. And so it's just it's it's a unique spot. I really think that's a big advantage for a school like Tech. And you know. He he said, you know, Meek went to the right place. You know, I, I do wonder what would have happened to Meek if he'd have gone to an LSU. Obviously, we can speculate all day, but I, I, I think mean, he would just now probably be getting a chance, right? And that's the, you know, that's that may be the thing. A Meek played freshman year here. I don't think that would have happened at, at LSU. No, I agree. I agree. And that's a, I mean, he shined, you know, and he he was fun to watch grow up and not, you know, just develop and make mistakes and learn and, um, but. You know, talking to him, it just confirms what we've already believed about Amik is that he's just built with something different. And, you know, a kid like that stands out big time in high school, not just because of their athletic ability, but because of their work ethic. And, um, you know, these are the these are the type of guys that are making it to the NFL, guys that you're hearing from elementary school, middle school, that they were just on another level mentally and, and physically. And um, so it makes sense. It's just cool to see them come through the ranks of all the different levels of football and uh, to succeed at the next level. Absolutely. Certainly want to appreciate or certainly appreciate Mike Dettelier joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Mike provides us with a, a lot of great information uh, pertaining to the NFL draft each and every year. So let's go ahead and take our final time out of the night. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Have you looked at the calendar? The seasons are changing, and fun season is almost here. You mean fall season? Nope, fun season. Because any season is more fun with a new Easy Go golf cart from Fairway Carts in Mendon. With an Easy Go that perfectly fits your lifestyle, you'll have fun at the football games, fun with the family on a camping trip or riding around the neighborhood, even have fun in the woods during fun t- I mean, hunting season. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of EasyGo gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Experience the comfort of an EasyGo personal cart, the convenience of a multi-passenger cart, or the rugged durability of an EasyGo utility cart. Yes, fun season is coming, and it's going to be your new favorite season of the year. It all starts with a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden on Highway 531, just north of I-20. Give them a call at 318-371-CART. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics, plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Hey, DQ fans, are you craving more happy for less money? Because the six-meal deal is ready to be your next flavor time fill-up. It's your choice of a full-size entree, either a double with cheese or chicken strips, plus a refreshing Coke, fries, and sundae, all for just six bucks. And it's available all day long. So whenever the hunger hits, you can start mealing and dealing only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. 
Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Get ready for a healthy dose of Louisiana Tech sports. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank, is back on the radio. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Final segment of the night, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. Fantastic job running the board tonight. Beck, NFL, got the Super Bowl matchup decided. Cookie on the text line said, how about them Chiefs? How about them, BC? I'll tell you, it was fun to watch. Patty Mahomes. That's my boy. <laughs> that kid is good. Yeah, I honestly believe the two best teams are in the league. No, I think, so. I think Tape said that the other day. Yeah, I think the two best teams made it to the Super Bowl. It's kind of nice to see other teams in there, you know? I ain't mad. I wasn't mad that the Patriots lost. You're a Patriots hater. I'm not a hater, Ben. I'm just ready for a change, you know? And they did not play exciting football this year. I was not going to be excited about them. You didn't like watching Rex Burkhead? No, I did not. You like to watch Patty and Tyreek, baby. I hate to say it, Ben, but Tommy may be past his prime. He may be. I think Tommy is a little bit past his prime. Speaking of former Bulldogs, old Trent Taylor's getting some action and going to Super Bowl. That's right. In a boot. He's going. On IR, certainly hate that uh, Trent had to miss the 2019 season due to his foot injury. But, uh, hey, good for him. Hey, gets a ring. That's right. He contributed. Are you pulling for the 49ers or the Chiefs? I don't know, Ben. I can't. Uh, I'm pulling for Patty. I think I am too. I just the 49ers are good and they deserve to be there. They're just, I don't know, something about it. they're just like you know not. I don't know. They don't play like. I don't. It's like, not sexy football, Ben. They just run it down. <laughs> yeah, I like to see you throw it. I like to see you throw it. I like to see some sidearm, no look passes. You know, yeah, no, I'm with Tyreek Hill running 27 miles an hour up the field. Yeah, Tyreek can. <laughs> he can run a little bit. He can run a little bit. So. You look back, you you know, it's certainly been a good show tonight. Uh, of course, we recap the Dunkin' Dogs split their home stand against Rice and North Texas last week. Uh, talked a little recruiting at 6.30, 6.45. We went back, uh, took a look at the 2015 recruiting class, and then at 7 p.m., Mike Detillier joined us to talk. Ethan Reed, Legeria Sneed, and Amik Robertson, uh, what their futures look like as they get ready for the 2020 NFL Draft. Of course, if you missed any of tonight's show, like to go up back and listen, uh, you can come on over to BleedTechBlue.com. You can check out our Twitter page, our Facebook page as well. Uh, both of those are Bleed Tech Blue. Uh, we'll have the podcast up shortly following the show. Of course, we'd love for you to join us at the website, BleedTechBlue.com. It's only $1 to join right now. Uh, you can use the promo code BTB6. Uh, get you six months of premium access. Of course, I, I guess the big news of the day, uh, Louisiana Tech finds its defensive coordinator, David Blackwell. Uh, Blackwell spe- previously spent time as the defensive coordinator at South Florida, Fordham, Jacksonville State, East Carolina. And then last year, uh, he was at Old Dominion where he put together the 46th ranked defense in the country. So uh, I don't think it's the flashiest hire by Skip Holtz, but I don't know. Uh, you know, really how many flashy names were necessarily out there. Uh, and this, you know, turn it, coaching turnover cycle uh, like Louisiana Tech was able to end up with Bob Diaco a season ago. And hopefully Blackwell can come in, continue to uh, allow the Bulldog defense to get more and more comfortable with the 3-4 scheme and allow those guys to uh, really continue to progress, especially considering – uh, that Louisiana Tech will lose nine starters off of its 2019 defense 
as they head into 2020. Of course, you can join us, uh, bleedtechblue.com, just $1. Again, the promo code BTB6 gets you six months of premium access. Uh, so much going on at the website, of course. Like I mentioned, Dunkin' Dogs be in action this weekend at Middle Tennessee. Uh, on Thursday night, they'll travel to Birmingham to take on UAB Saturday afternoon. Lady Texters uh, will be the reverse of that. They'll be at home against Middle Tennessee Thursday night. They will host UAB on Saturday afternoon. We'll be discussing all of that, uh, taking a look at those matchups. Uh, of course, recruiting, uh, big recruiting weekend upcoming for the Bulldogs. I know the entire coaching staff is out on the road this week. They'll be back in town looking to land uh, the final few players in this class. Might have a surprise or two coming up Sunday or Monday. Hey, perhaps we have a surprise. Signing a bi-week back to a four-year contract, are you? A little bi-week back, want a four-year deal, want to play a little QB bi-week back. <laughs> Here you can throw it pretty far. Yeah. Here you can throw it pretty far. Yeah. yeah. Co- hey, listen, come to BleedTechBlue.com. You you won't regret paying $1. Trust me, it's better than that hash brown you're going to buy tomorrow morning. Of course, three more assistant coaching spots to fill as well. Uh, we'll continue to push our sources on that. Like I said in the open, got some suspicions. Certainly believe Louisiana Tech is close to making its final few hires. So it's certainly been a good show tonight. Certainly want to appreciate Beck Haynes coming in tonight. John Tabor, as always, fantastic job running the board. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Certainly appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. I'm BC. We'll see you. For the first National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host, Ben Carlisle. Also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Buildings. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio on Sports Talk 97.7. Sports Radio, what's up, Chris? Hey, what's up, y'all? What's How you, up, man? Hey, uh, can I just say one thing before I get on the subject? Just one thing. Quickly. Uh, Rob Parker, LeBron got hurt last year, so stop. stop Thank stop, you, stop Chris. Things. Thank you. <laughs> stop with Chris. Stop Facts. it. Stop it. Facts. <laughs> all right, all right, you, all right. No, wait a minute. Don't you remember when he came back and he said, activate playoff mode, and then they lost to Memphis, the Suns, and the Hawks. Remember and the that? Lost to the, same, lost the same team. The Clippers have lost to the same team. Stop talking. We're talking about LeBron. Right, We're talking ahead, about. Make your point. We're talking about the Fofo. Go ahead. All right, all right. 
okay, just I'm not I'm not trying to say like oh they just wasn't trying, but I feel like everybody just took a day off. That's just me because well look, they, LeBron they off went a big to see off of Houston, you he know? went to so, see his son play. He didn't get his nap, which he always likes to take. You know, AD's first game. <laughs> back. Oh God, I'm Chris, Chris, stop it! No, D, stop you it! His nap. You've covered stop sports it. long enough to know these dudes are creatures of habit. No, but that ain't the reason they got blown out by fifty. Because if Brian, you don't get Brian your pedicure, his nap. if you don't Brian get your pedicure once a week, what? you're not the same. I'm once a month. I don't go once a. <laughs> Week. What do you think? I, what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> you don't get your warm milk and pedicure on a Sunday night, Monday. You're just you're not you're good for nothing, man. You don't want you need to All stop. All right, Chris. Thank you. Let's go to John in Winston Salem. You're on with Chris and Rob. What's up? How y'all doing? What's doing up, great. Look, um, the only person that's gonna be a fraud out in LA is Kawhi if the Clippers do not win the championship this season. This because with him okay. sitting out all these games. I don't understand how you consider being justified this so-called low management and they get put out in the playoffs without a championship and so forth. That's a great point, and I've said it. Now, I wouldn't call Kawhi a fraud. That boy can ball. I wouldn't call him a fraud at all. But you got when you low manage like this, if you're just going to sit out 20 games, you better win the championship, period. Like he did last That's the year. only right. And then we justified and it because he that, won the title. But then, what if and, he doesn't? And then after Are you that, with me? Uh, no, I don't like load management. If they don't I, I, win, I, if they don't win the I, championship, I have to see how it goes down, Chris. I can't I'll, sit here and say if Kawhi scores fifty points and somebody misses a dunk at the uh, somebody on their team misses a dunk at the buzzer, I'm going to blame Kawhi that they oh, lost. Oh, you blamed LeBron. I'm glad you brought that no, up. No, what? When he dropped fifty-one on the Golden State Warriors and George Hill missed a layup. No, he no he didn't you miss a layup. You went off on LeBron. He didn't miss a layup. He missed the he layup. He did not. He got no, fouled, he, too, didn't but he missed it. The no, he didn't miss it. He got fouled. Stop it. LeBron so was just, afraid to shoot the ball. No, I'm not. Le- and I'm calling Le- you LeBron out. LeBron gave you up the ball. That stuff don't play. You gave up the on ball. The odd couple. He gave up the ball because he ain't want to shoot. Stop it. He scored 51 and games on the line. He, and he gives it to I uh to who do he give it to? Uh who was hitting all those big shots for uh no. for the for the Raptors in the finals? Was it Fred Van Vliet? No, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, it was Fred Van Vliet. Who all was right. the finals MVP? Well, he should have I'm not saying he played oh, okay. great, right. but I'm just, I'm just saying wondering. everybody doesn't have to take the last Le- shot. Jordan didn't always take the last shot, so stop it. Le- LeBron would I would have rather have the LeBron always gives up the basketball in the worst always. time. Always. He how was do, having how do you hit he more was, game he winners was ha- than Mike. He was having if He's always giving he, up the basketball. He rock. was having he was having one of his greatest games ever, 51 points, and he's going to pass the ball to Benny Hill. It was Hill. a layup. It wasn't a layup cuz he didn't make it. Was it was Hey, let's squeeze in uh, Chris from Los Angeles. You're on the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Chris? Yeah, it's Christian. You know, first of all, you guys, your excitement and your passion drives. This show kicks. I just want to get that. We appreciate that, man. And uh, when you throw out every once in a while references, you pull out some stuff from the past that is relevant. Because a lot of people, you know, you just think about today, but we had greatness in the past. And I appreciate that from you guys, too. Thank you, man. Uh, So I'll throw out my Denver uh, defense guy, Lafayette Fat Lever. A lot of people never heard of that. Fat yes. Triple-double machine back in the day. Go Google Fat Lever. Are you from Denver? Yes, but I live in L.A. (laughs) Okay, okay. So I, I know. Uh, what so, I so I'm to gonna. Say, that that's gonna color what I, how I view what you're about to say. Oh, that's okay. I'm from the, you know, Doug Moe, you know, all the way back to, you know, everyone from In 